Journey into comics. Poor entertainment. Poor news. Foodies watching movies. Adulting 80s. Podcast read the voice of survival. Kids for sale. Gallif Radio. Bruise with dudes. Journey into wrestling. Journey into comics network. Journeyintocomics.com. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Hey guys, Dick here from Podcastrophy Podcast, and you are listening to the best of the Journey into Comics Network, where we take the best of each episode from the week and we highlight it for you and bring it to you in the form of this podcast today. So, uh, if you want, you know. You know, just uh, take a breather, relax, listen to the best of the Journey into Comics Network. And, you know, just do me a favor. Just do me one solid favor. Try to make every day a big dick day. Thanks, guys. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Man, rambling's fun though on podcasts. I think that's why I become right. the master of the ramble. Right. But like it's like when I said I watch podcast, it's like half my work day. I'm just like I'm in Dick and Tyler's world. I'm like What's going on now? Like the, man, those guys Those guys they think of podcasts for days, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they just get they just have good um conversations with each other because it's like they don't see each other often. Right. So when they are unleashed upon each other's worlds, they just like... Right. I think their their level went way up once they uh, stopped working together. So I think it became a lot more... What it became, They didn't get all their energy out during the work day. It was like... It, it kind of lighted a spark when they got on the show. And I feel like now maybe they, they almost rushed to do a three-hour show, if that makes sense, because they could probably do six hours. Right. But they're like, well, we got to wrap it up. The wives are going to get pissed. We got work in the morning. Well, the you wives. Know, you know, isn't that interesting? Wait you know? for a show, The Wives of Podcastrophy. Oh, my God. <laughs> the real pod wives of Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's happening. The real pod wives of JICN. Uh, uh, it'll be it'll be Skylar, Miranda, Liz, Ashley. Damn, that'd be an interesting show. Be inter- it'd be interesting chemistry. They are all over the place as people. I, I do know. Right. I, I do. I know. I know them all on different levels, and uh, and then none of them know each other. They, really. No, 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 no. I mean, well, I'm Miranda and Skyler. Well, yeah, they would. So they would have a good rapport, and it may, they, most likely they would lead the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it would be interesting to get Liz's different opinion jumping in there, and yeah, I think if we ever had a if we ever get our our big group gathering together and can get all of them in the same room that would be something to put on recording yes yes absolutely uh maybe someday we'll do that you know definitely we got a plan to get that big group gathering but we got to get everybody stop doing big events like getting married and shit ap what's up with that that's coming around the corner yeah it's uh i know i was just thinking about it it's right uh, actually as of today as of recording day it's two months exactly which is terrifying dun 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 but exciting but terrifying so hey i listen to your show adulting ain't easy on the journey into comics network every other wednesday just cheap pop yeah uh i you just did your bachelor thing yeah i did my bachelor thing and then liz did her bachelorette thing last night as we're recording but well, I'm, I'm guessing we'll hear about liz's expeditions next episode of adulting ain't easy we will uh but 
to go back to your expedition, man, I got kind of Shanghai down of getting to be a part of the fun. Uh, my job, which is the casino dealing industry, offered me a a pretty unpassable offer, I guess you'd say. And uh, I worked a gig the Thursday that you guys went up to Wisconsin. And then the Saturday that you guys got back, which part of me was like, man, if I would have tried to do this, I probably would have died, literally. But that's okay. I digress. We had a show that Saturday night, though. Uh, And I'm really bummed that I missed it. But I'm glad you had a lot of fun. It seemed like you guys just wiled out and had a great time. We did. We got it. A lot of it was uh, what I would call kids at heart activities. Like, when, obviously, we're staying in the, at the Dells. We're in a water park, which is a lot of fun. And I would have spent all my time there, bro. We did spend a good chunk of time there. I mean, just in the water. Right. Enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I had a blast. And then we did uh, some pretty awesome, like, indoor tactical laser tag, which was pretty awesome. You know, we played with some ki- like legit kids. But, hey, hitting, a, hitting like a 10-year-old in the head with the headshot, be like, and then her mom coming out there going full tiger mom being like, no, I was like, damn, all right, this is what we're doing now. Okay, that's cool. So you were full of battle mode. We were. That's great. It was, it was, it was, it was a blast. I had a, I had a great time, did an escape room, which was always fun. Oh my God, how did that go? It was good. It was a Harry Potter themed escape room, which okay. was different. Did you escape? We did. It was like the four of us and we got through it. Talk about it. I've never done an escape room and so, I've always wanted to and... You know, I feel like I'm like the big idiot in the world where if you could drop me in a real life video game, I would find some way to fuck up really quick and ruin the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's different because they'll just um obviously the whole thing is they put you in a room and then there's a bunch of different clues or obstacles that you have to kind of figure your way out of it. I've done this will be my third, but the one I've actually successfully got out of. So Wow. Um one of the best they they usually have a different like theme. Like I've done one where it was a bank heist. So you had to break in, get the money and get out within an hour. Cause usually all of them are set to an hour and it's a smart business because you don't need a lot of space. You just need like two rooms and then a lot of like cubby holes and things. You can hide things and clues and all creativity that. Creativity as well. Right. Creativity and a small space. And I think it's better. I've done some with like bigger groups and it gets some people talking over each other and it just, you lose the whole point of it. But if you have a small group, you can figure things out easier because you're not, Someone's not breathing down your neck like, hey, we got to do this or that. And you're like, you have the time and the patient to be like, oh, let's try this. And then it works and you move on and you can find secret passageways and other things that, and you get to kind of, you're all there together. It's not like someone over there is getting, moving on and you're like, oh, we're all here now. Okay, let's. Let's jump forward. Right. Interesting, man. I, I want to try one of these escape rooms. I thought that it would be interesting to do like a superhero themed escape room. I don't know if they exist. I'm, there's probably one by now. Those things are popular enough. I don't know what the story would be. They could probably easily do an MCU style one, like something to do with maybe getting in a Stark lab or getting out of Stark lab. There's uh the reactor's going to explode and you have to do something. There's, there's probably a, a theme out there and could do one with Ant-Man. There's, there's ideas. Oh yeah. Tons of places you could go in the MCU and do things. You could have like the throne room of uh, Black Panther and like have to figure a way out of that or something. I don't know. Right. Just riffing here. But uh, so it's cool to know that you had a good time. Uh, we're here today to nerd out and talk about a bunch of shit. But I don't know where you want to start. Um, well, we were just talking about MCU. Let's stick with some MCU news. You sure. got anything to share on that? Oh, you know, MCU stuff, man. Uh, there, there are a lot of different places we can go on this because. It's like 
as the clock kind of ticks into the end of the year now, people are starting to get impatient. The grounds are shifting. Right. You can feel the dust. I know, I know, I'm, I know one thing, you're, you're really laid it on thick. I know one thing I'm really excited about is that Kevin Feige just announced that before the end of 2018, we will see an Avengers 4 trailer. And most likely that'll also include the title reveal. I can't imagine they drop the trailer without a title. It'd be hilarious if it was like, you know, the, the buildup, Avengers 4, or it just, you know, says Avengers, and then you're ready to see the thing turn around. And then it turns and it's like, we're not ready to tell you. It just, it just becomes redacted. <laughs> yes. Or it like blurs completely off. And you're just like, you're like, huh? Or even better, it's facing the wrong way and it starts to turn and it dusts. Like, no. We can't figure it out. Avengers. Just call it Avengers, I guess, is what we're going to end up having to go with. Uh, it's interesting to think about what the future of the MCU is going to be like on the other side of this movie. Yeah, there's it's the climax of 10 years like they have to go in a different way because they can't they've established a lot of building blocks and a lot of story directions and we know Captain Marvel's going to blow the doors open of a more I guess uh extraterrestrial cosmic cosmic definitely That's the better word. word. You're extraterrestrial. <laughs> Phone home. She's uh, a fucking alien. Uh, I don't know if you listened to last week's JIC, but they changed her origin. Yeah, they. Uh, I think it goes along with the. You said I think you saw in the last episode that they released a new comic that's going to basically be her origin. Yeah, the life of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yes, correct. And uh, it you know more involves her mom and a power that's been inherited, and she's always been an alien or whatever, or part alien. Uh, I think that, it, and I wanted to bring this up on this week's episode because. To me, when you look at the MCU and what's coming, right? 22 movies, uh, 10 plus years, 11 years by the time it's all said and done. I mean, like literally 11 years to the year, right? So that's two movies a year every year average, okay? Marvel has to. I, I want you to think about the immense pressure that this entire company is under. They have to hit a guaranteed home run. Because, and I want you to think about this very genuinely, if this 11-year buildup goes to something that does not satisfy all or does not do it perfectly, whatever comes next is not going to be as cool because people are going to be like, well, I don't know if they can fix that. I mean, they didn't get it right with Infinity War 2 or whatever. Like, how? how why should I trust them to do the Secret War storyline right or whatever? Right. I don't know. I think one thing I think would be, I know we talked about like the trailer dropping, but I think it would just be hilarious if they just didn't give us anything. They just, the trailer is just showing, it's just the last minute of Avengers Infinity War and just be like, you know what's coming. And it's just like, the Avengers will return, dot, dot, dot. And then just the date of when they're coming. It's like, question mark. And then it's, and it's, Whatever was it May 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 third twenty nineteen then that's just the date and then it's just or just thirty second Super Bowl spot that's just May third twenty like <laughs> it it just says it in the Avengers font and then it just and then like just the music the event like the Avengers theme you're like oh, I gotta see what they're gonna do dun, like dun, like, dun, dun, like we don't know who's in it dun, dun, dun. I love it it's so good it's so, so good just. Don't even give us anything. No after credit scene in Catch Marvel. Just be like, 
What are you waiting for? I don't know if you saw this or not. I want to bring... You were talking about MCU stuff. Uh, they... Did you see the video, the side-by-side-by-sides of the moments that are happening of what's happening in Wakanda with Thanos, what's happening with Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury, and then what's happening in Ant-Man in time secession, right? I have not, but that sounds awesome. Okay, I I will probably pull it up here in a second. I'll describe it first, and then I'll I'll have you, like, riff so I can pull it up, but... Um, essentially the video is what's happening as the snap is happening. Okay. And the, and the, everything crumbling, what's happening with, uh, the plane, the helicopter crash and all that. And then in Ant-Man, it's the, it's just from the post credit. Oh, and I want to remark on this, something that I want you to pay attention to when we watch notice that in Ant-Man and the Wasp, in the spot that they show on this clip, the amount of orange orbs that show up around Scott Lang and start flying sporadically as the snap happens. Oh. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So right. riff for a second. I'm gonna pull this up. Yeah, I think I don't. Know, I still I really need to rewatch Ant Man and the Wasp because I think that movie. It's in the Google Drive. It's in the Google Drive. I know. I need to. Is that movie? I think it's one of the only movies I think that come from the MCU that's really like a straight up comedy. That one was the rom- romantic comedy of what it was. It's just you, that's the movie you needed after Infinity War to kind of get you over that whole oh god, what's happening? Now? And it's like oh, it's lap lifting. And after that, you're like oh, that's right, we're still in the MCU. This is what's happening now. But I'm excited. Like the one thing that we'll need to talk about too is the fact that we're gonna have to get a Spider-Man trailer before Infinity War comes out. Otherwise, they're going to there's only 2 months between the two without any further context. So I think they have to somehow prepare a trailer in a way that is spoiler-free enough to hype you for that movie without giving any post Infinity War tease. So we'll just see kind of what shakes from that, but I don't know. Don't you love when you're on the internet and you're trying to find some shit you easily found a day ago and, and now all of a sudden it's impossible to find? That's the world you're in right now? Yeah, so that's exactly what's happening. Uh, I'm going to just have to go to comic comicbook.com. Shout out to them. They always hook us up with the right. the sources. Sometimes they're clickbaity a little bit, but that's just the nature of that kind of site. But they do have good information. They do, and they, de- they definitely hit the nail on the head when it comes to like uh, finding out Right. Of info. Oh, that's what I'm going to do. Well, it's like, we just talked about this before we recorded how uh, there was a comicbook.com article about Kevin Feige on the status of Deadpool in the snap and egg. And you're like, he's like, well, technically he wasn't in the MCU at the time of the snap, so presumably he's still alive. We interrupt the Journey into Comics Network feed for this late-breaking edition of 4 News, featuring... Andrew Paul. If I lived along the U.S.-Mexico border and they, a bunch of armed random people just started showing up, I would tell them to get off my lawn, but they'd have guns. And I'd be like, I don't have a gun. Let's just go away. Go across the border and defend it. Don't have to stand on this side. This I'm not trying to perfect from white walkers here. Just get going. Um, and speaking of possible chaos happened... 
we actually had some this uh, past weekend, and that is um, around the scene of the article, which is 72 hours in America, three hate-filled crimes, three hate-filled suspects. Consider the past week in America. Wednesday, a white man with a history of violence shot and killed two African-Americans seemingly at random at a Kentucky Kroger store following a failed attempt to barge into a black church. After mail bombs were being sent to people who had been criticized by the president, a suspect was arrested Friday, a man who had railed against Democrats' minorities with hate-filled messages online. And Saturday morning, a man shooting, shouting anti-Semitic slurs opened fire at a Pittsburgh synagogue, killing 11 people attending Jewish services. Those three incidents in 72 hours shared one thing, hate. It's a terrible, terrible thing that's what's going on with our hate in our country and, frankly, all over the world. President Donald Trump told reporters Saturday before boarding Air Force One for a flight to a political rally in Indiana. <coughs> Death in the grocery store. They tried to first enter a church in Jefferson Town, Kentucky, just outside of Louisville. It was a predominantly black First Baptist church, and Gregory Bush allegedly banged on the door and tried to pull it open. Bush, a 51-year-old white man, didn't manage to get inside. The doors were locked. Bush then headed to a Kroger store where he allegedly shot two people, both African-American. The first victim was Maurice Stollard, 69, who was with his 12-year-old grandson buying a poster board for a school project. The second was Vicki Jones, 67, killed in the parking lot as Bush fled. I'm just sick and heartbroken and quite angry. I feel that way about any act of violence and cruelty, said Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher. Bush was, has a history of mental illness, made racist threats, repeatedly called his ex-wife the N-word, according to court records. WDRB reported he had a lengthy criminal record that includes domestic violence, the station reported. Jefferson Town Mayor Bill Durf said it shook the community, which vows its sense of family. We are kindred spirits no matter our walk of life or how we worship or what we look like. We can take pride in that, he said. Bush is in custody and faces potential civil rights violations such as hate crimes through his attorney for the Western District of Kentucky, Russell Coleman, said Friday. The murder is not being taken lightly by the United States government. Terror in the mail. When the Kentucky shooting happened, the nation was getting nervous about an increased number of suspicious packages being sent through the mail. The first one was discovered Monday afternoon at the home of liberal campaign donor and billionaire George Soros. Wednesday morning, the Secret Service said two more had been found, one addressed to former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and another to former President Barack Obama. Four more would be found before the end of day, including one sent to CNN's New York Bureau, prompting the evacuation of the entire building. Uh, Time Warner Center. The package sent to CNN, the first of two, was addressed to former CIA Director John Brennan. On Friday came word of an, more packages and then an arrest. A 56-year-old Florida man named Cesar Sayak. Federal authorities said he mailed a total of 14 packages containing pipe bombs, none of which detonated, but all of which were real. That's terrifying. Sayak's political inclinations were passionately displayed for everyone to see. His white Dodge van was plastered with pro-Trump messages and stickers showing prominent liberals in crosshairs. A sticker reading, CNN sucks, was also on the van. A former boss said Sarah called himself a white supremacist online. With two accounts on Facebook and three on Twitter, Sock often posted provocative photos and memes attacking liberals along with conspiracy theories. It was also a massacre in a synagogue. Sunday, Saturday morning brought news on a mass shooting at Pittsburgh synagogue where congregants... Uh, had gathered for services. A man shouting anti-Semitic slurs ran inside the Tree of Life synagogue in the close-knit neighborhood of Squirrel Hill and opened fire, killing 11 people. Six people were injured in the attack, but it left many more hurting. This is an absolute tragedy, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf said in a tweet. The senseless acts of violence are not who we are as Americans. Robert Bowers, 46, was identified as the gunman and arrested. He had frequently expressed his disdain for Jews on social media, and federal law enforcement officials said... 
Social media posts targeting Jews that are believed to have come from the Bowers are focused on the investigation, a federal law enforcement officer told CNN. Shortly before the shooting in an account on the Gab social media platform that authorities are investigating, the suspects are believed to have posted that he can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics, I'm going in. Law enforcement sourced on CNN that investigators believe that other anti-Semitic posts on the Gab account belong to Bowers. Language on the account matches the suspected motivation by the shooting, the sources said. In one post, Bowers wrote, HIAS likes to bring in invaders that kill our people, referring to a Jewish refugee advocacy group that held a national refugee Shabbat last weekend. Bowers also posted xenophobic content claiming Jews were helping transport members of the migrant caravans in Latin America. That's a weird statement. Uh, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions said Bowers now faces hate crime and other federal charges that could lead to the death penalty. Hatred and violence on the basis of religion can have no place in our society, Sessions said. These alleged crimes are reprehensible and utterly repugnant to the values of the nation. Now what comes next? Trump told reporters at Joint Base Andrews in Maryland that the shooting in Pittsburgh was a terrible, terrible thing. He offered support and sympathy and messages on Twitter saying all of America is in mourning following the massacre. The evil anti-Semitic attack is an assault on humanity. It takes, it will take all of us working together to extract the poison of anti-Semitism from our world. We must unite to conquer hate, the president wrote. Sessions promised to bring the full force of law against anyone who would violate the civil rights of the American people. Hundreds gathered for a vigil Saturday night in Squirrel Hill to mourn the victims of the synagogue shooting and show support for the Jewish community. We'll have so much more in common than we have to differentiate us, and I think rights like tonight remind us of that. An interfaith service also took place at 6 Presbyterian Church in Squirrel Hill on Saturday night, KDKA reported. Morning will continue as communities all over the country wake up Sunday to practice their faith. They'll watch football games. The Pittsburgh Steelers have home games Sunday and the crucial Game 5 of the World Series. Sunday morning talk shows will try to dissect the events of the past week and what it'll mean for America's future. But the victims will relieve their tragedies long after those hate-filled 72 hours. Yeah, my... Hearts go out to all the families of all the victims. It's, it's tragedies that aren't necessarily... I feel like in this divided America that we're kind of in now, with people with such thin skin and overzealous nature that are causing these things to happen, and people just need to just accept each other for who they are and just move on. You don't need that much hate in your life. It's kind of ridiculous. And this is another, uh, the final thing I want to talk about tonight is regarding the an article from Pretty Close with subdued Trump tones rhetoric down just a little bit at Illinois rally. President Donald Trump, by his own admissions, toned down his fiery political rhetoric at a rally in southern Illinois on Saturday evening after a fatal mass shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh. The president delivered a few of his trademark blistering attacks on his political rivals or adversarial groups during his rally at the 8,000 seat Murfreesboro Airport hangar to boost. Statewide political allies ahead of the midterm elections, delivering a largely aspirational address. Although Trump frequently insults the members of the media on the site to cover his remarks, the president resisted criticizing them directly on Saturday, likening the reporters to Hollywood paparazzi instead of enemies of the people. Look, this is like the Academy Awards. Look how many cameras they have back there, Trump said in a tepid response instead of a usual rousing cheer and chain against the assembled media. It's the Academy Awards. We are in the Academy Awards. After the briefest of mentions of Hillary Clinton as 2016 presidential opponent, Trump appeared to wave away a crowd's attempt to start a locker-up chant. The president did assail Democratic Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, but it was a mild attack in which he conceded he couldn't use his trademark moniker for her since she took an ancestry test. No, I can't use Pocahontas anymore, he declared wistfully. 
He mentioned Maxine Waters, but without attacking a further insult, there was no verbal lashing of crying Chuck Schumer. I learned that even the president had told reporters to expect a more muted rally performance. I'll have a very much different tone tonight, Trump said after arriving at Southern Illinois Airport, according to a pool report. I would like to be able to have a tone that I have because I feel very strongly about it, and I have had much different tone, frankly, if the press was even-handed. If the press was fair, I'd have a much different tone all the time. Trump was less diplomatic in his public statement after a series of bombs were mailed earlier in the week that targeted CNN and several high-profile Democrats, but Saturday's shooting affected the president deeply, he told reporters. Eleven people died during a gunman's rampage at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, heavily Jewish Squirrel Hill neighborhood. Earlier Sunday, the deadliest synagogue attack in American history, seven were injured, including four law enforcement officers and the suspect. You feel differently when you're president and you're in charge and you see something like this. The level of pain is incredible, Trump said, according to a pool report. Still, Trump's more subdued hour on stage might not have been enough to satiate a prairie state audience hungry for the flame-throwing oratory the president has employed at rallies in the other battleground districts over the past several weeks. Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. Oh my god, this is damn good coffee, Sarah. Need more. Coffee? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. A cat of our survival. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this coffee is stellar. I had a very, very long day, uh, pre- followed, you know, preceded by a very long night. So I'm real tired. I had to work. And uh, this coffee is everything right now. You guys so I'm are, pleased. You guys Great. are the pour over people. Like, I don't know many other people who do the pour over coffee. And it's good. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah's right. all about the coffee. She's. We. It has to be just so it's curated. It's like the dark, like the dark roast. Dark roast is always my way to go. Dark roast, a little cream, a little sugar. Dark mm-hmm. roast. We get the bright sky blend from Starbucks because oh, the blonde. We roast. like that shit. You're fancy. It's a blonde roast, people. so it has a ton of caffeine in it. Yeah, Ooh. it'll punch you in the face. It's really good. It's the best one. I had, a, I had a bag of Death Wish that was awesome. Death Wish. Death Wish coffee. It? Yeah, it's a Chicago it. company. I've heard yeah, of it. It's right? just under the, like the, the legal, or it's just under the max legal amount of caffeine you can have. And hmm. I was like, yeah, coffee. Okay, okay. Don't have how two to, cups. How to make you? How yeah, to make you feel. I was awake. <laughs> <laughs> I was woke. I need that no kind way. of coffee in my life. Death uh, wish, you say. Officially, the okay. episode title: I am awake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe woke. As you can hear, Sarah is also joining us. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, she yeah. provided the wonderful bright sky blend coffee we are drinking now. It's actually Havzies. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, is it the was the breakfast blend too. Yeah, and the be- and the oh, breakfast. Fucking Target, blend. they were out of our usual. Yeah, we like guys. basic stuff Sweet right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to explore new coffees, but you know that was on sale for five ninety nine yeah. a bag. Speaking yeah. of coffee, do you guys like your coffee sweet? No. She no? is an old black? man <laughs> and <laughs> likes black. Black is Strictly. night coffee. Yeah, you like your coffee like you like your Batman. She I, likes her Danzig. Black as so. night. Black as night. I love black that. Uh, no, she likes it like she likes her Danzig. Blackest of the black. Correct. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I guess speaking of, I guess, sweetness, we're, this is the Halloween episode. I really haven't even said that yet. This is Yes, happy Halloween. happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Halloween. All Souls Day? All Hallows? No, it's Hallows. All, I remember All Hallows Halloween. Eve. All Hallows Eve. Yes. So... 
Speaking of Halloween, everyone remembers the best part of Halloween when you were a kid, and that is all the candy you get from strangers, because that's the only day you can take candy from strangers. Oh, sure, I remember. I remember. I remember mm. Halloween. <laughs> I remember trick-or-treating. Yeah. Just don't take the candy that's in the opened bag. Or it's like, I, I assembled this for you. Don't take, don't take the... I just read this interesting headline that I didn't click on because <clears throat> I didn't want to. Um, it was talking about... Uh, I think it was Pennsylvania or somewhere out east that if you are over 12 and you're trick-or-treating, it's a misdemeanor. It was like Chesapeake or something like 12? that. I don't remember. Yeah. Virginia. It's 12 and under, you can trick-or-treat, but if you're over 12, you can get a misdemeanor and up to like 30 days in jail or some shit. Yeah, it was extreme. Really? It was extreme. Like, I feel like yeah. 12 is like when they finally let you trick-or-treat without your parents. Maybe 10. But I feel like I know, that's enough. the difference between... Our childhood Look. trick or treating, and what my kid Ollie, you know, he's going to be five. I think these they don't even kids... let you. They not let you go door to door. I feel like a lot of things I saw, at least in trunk or treat. I saw trunk or treat. I've seen Ugh. parents like chauffeur their kids in cars, have them run up to the house and back. Don't mm-hmm. they do like the mall shop too, or it's like the, the mall ones? Ollie yeah. and I do the trunk or treat thing at the local high school. It's, I mean, it's and it's, it's fun for him, you know, because he gets to get a, just a candy, ton of candy. I just, I just remember just can, you'd have like you'd have your whatever. Either you come with like a you have those little pumpkin, little plastic pumpkin, or you have like so you just go with like a jewel or the McDonald's the McDonald's bucket, bro. Oh yeah, that's but what I was rocking. I think my favorite thing about like when you went trick or treating with friends is though is at the end of the night you could uh, you'd get in your poop, you dump your piles out, and then you yeah. trade candies. That was always fun. And then my mom and I, after she took me trick or treating every year, we would play candy store, and we would sort through all of the good candies, and she'd take like all the ones that I didn't like, which like she always got all the Snickers because I hated Snickers. Mm-hmm. Snickers? No, I hate. Snickers. God, it's my favorite. I don't like peanuts, oh, but I love peanut your, butter. So what's, what's your favorite? Problems. Uh, what's my favorite candy? Well, let's, let's break it up. Let's break. Let's do. Favorite with chocolate and favorite without chocolate. Good idea. Ooh, love it. Too. Good otherwise idea. Definitely otherwise different it's categories. People... Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so right out of the gate, I can answer this easily. Okay. Uh, favorite chocolate is a Snickers. Easily, yeah. hands down. It is the best. Easily the best milk chocolate candy bar on the market. Remember nope. the other day when I bought you a Snickers bar and... They, it said the like instead of saying Snickers, defensive. it said defensive. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Dude, Nate needs this one. Oh, was that? The, oh, because they do all those. Uh, they put different words on them now. It's, so it's, like, like, it's, like, the, it's like the Pepsi, like share yeah. Coke with a or no, it's Coke. Share Coke. With yeah, a, they put, like, share Coke with a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. Anyway, share so Coke yeah. with a Pepsi. All right, um, Snickers, my favorite non-chocolate. Yeah. Hmm. Watermelon mm-hmm. Sour Punch Kids or Sour Patch Kids. The watermelon like slices. Were Sour Patch? Oh, the watermelon. I was saying they were Sour Patch Kids a thing even when we were kids trick or treating. I thought they were later, the Sour Patch Kids. Um, I don't know. Do but... kids get Sour Patch Kids for trick or treating? Or are you just saying what your favorite candy is? Oh, that's true. We're, oh, we're, 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 we're doing, we're doing retro. Exclusively. This is like, oh, this is retro? Oh, okay, 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 okay. When I was trick-or-treating, let's get into it. The it's it's, it's even the, easier. The it's even easier. That was not clear. Snickers <laughs> and then M&M's. Or not M&M's, uh, Skittles. Yeah, that's... that's oh, I love Skittles. Skittles is the way to go. And it was always always about the orange Skittles. I never the, ate the orange or yellow ones. What are my favorite? so weird. Orange and yellow Starburst and Skittles are my favorite. 
See, you guys are fucking weird. See, I would have hung, hung out with you so I got your leftovers because those are my favorites. Like, you can have those pink and red ones. Who wants those? <laughs> no, I, I don't do, either. But I don't everybody does because they even sell like, like, bags so of them so exclusively, so the just the, the pinks. So you're the kid when, mm-hmm. they get the, uh, when they get the little like two-pack of Starburst, they open up and it's the orange and yellow. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I get super two yellows. fucking offended I'm when that like, happens to me. Score. Same thing that happens when I open the assorted fruit flavored mentos if i don't get a pink one oh, right off the yeah. bat, i get super mad the pink so you, ones you, are you good flip to the other side and be like there's gonna be one on this side for yeah sure. i do and if there's not a pink one then you're like and then they all spill in my purse yeah <laughs> they sell the all pink pack i think they do i know yeah i bought them they're magnificent one thing i found uh i don't want to get off topic so let's move on so we got mm-hmm. nate's mm-hmm. skittles you said, snickers yeah i haven't said um it was always kind of like a little tie between Three Musketeers and Milky Way and Butterfingers. Mm-hmm. Like those were my jam. Oh, the Butterfingers. I really, really like Milky Way though because it's like a Three Musketeer, you know. I, oh, man. And then the Twix. Do you know Veronica's oh, telling so me about the, mm. the Three Musketeers slash Milky answers. Way thing? Hmm. She's telling me that, okay, so check it out. It's like Three Musketeers mm-hmm. base level. It's just nougat. Then you have the nougat and the caramel. Oh my God, we're at a Milky Way. It's delicious. It's the second evolution. It's the ivy sore mm-hmm. of this story. But then you have the trifecta perfection with nuts, the Snickers, mm-hmm. which is the Venusaur, and who the hell wants an ivy sore? That's my argument. Case in point. But she said Twix. Okay, so what's the, the take five? Oh, take five. Take five is, five is king. But take fives are new. They didn't have I know, modern back. candy, Whoa, yes, but. Shit. Sorry. Take it's fives okay. are magnificent. Do My sister turned me onto those. Do you remember the whatchamacallit? The whatchamacallit, no. yes, I do. I think wasn't it the it was the candy with the wasn't the M&Ms Yeah, I remember those. Whatchamacallit. Like the candy bar with M&Ms in it? Wasn't that the whatchamacallit? Yeah. Had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, I didn't finish saying what my favorite Sorry. Your non-chocolate? My non-chocolate uh I loved Starburst. Yeah, that's actually I think that's And I love airheads. <laughs> those are I always loved uh, one thing we always did with the airheads was you'd, you'd shake it so the airhead would compress into a smaller block at the end of the package. Oh. Sh- what? I never did that. That's genius. Yeah, because you know what comes in that the long little stick? Mm-hmm. It's physics. Mm-hmm. So you just you shake it down and that, all the material comes in. It comes a nice bite sized piece. You can just you don't have to rip it off. You just throw it in your mouth and chew it. What the more the you fuck? know. The more Do you know how many years old I was when I learned that? Mm-hmm. I was today years old. <laughs> how about you, Sarah? What was your favorite? <clears throat> oh, uh, well, chocolate candy. Chocolate candy, I'm going to say Butterfinger. That was always my favorite. I love Butterfinger. And then non, non-chocolate non candy. Um, I'm going to say the... <laughs> I'm going to say Twizzlers, but only the 90s version because they've changed them. Yeah, They're like plasticky now. They yes, changed. they have. They're different. They're I've like been... sticky when you open them now. Like mm-hmm. they never used to be sticky when you would open them. But and they were I a little liked... bit softer. Yeah, I liked those. But I'm going to I'm gonna have the third kind of in the middle category. And I'm also going to say the Charleston Chew because that oh. one was one of my favorites, and I don't know what to categorize that it's as. Because it's not really bar. chocolate. I, I feel like if I made a pile, but, it would end up in the chocolate pile, but it's not. Yeah, it's not cho- It's mostly like a marshmallow. Right. You know? I'd still consider that a chocolate thing, though. It is a chocolate Okay, covered. well, that's my runner-up then. Yeah. Okay. My middle of the road. I remember road. those. Those were good. And, uh, in the yeah. middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, I agree with V, though. Twix are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a Twix. Yeah, really good. 
Actually, there's a Kit Kat sitting in my. I, think in my I was car. just gonna bring up Kit Kats and talk about how I really wish they would have kept the strawberry shortcake ones or whatever the hell they were. The strawberry. Oh ones. man, they yeah, were ridiculous. I found them at a Walgreens one day. You know what I feel like happens? I feel like (laughs) we go into these portal dimensions where we find Mm -hmm. these really weird foods that only exist for one time. The Fruity Pebble Oreos. They don't (sighs) exist. They never happen. Two bags of them. We got them twice. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. they were amazing. Yes. They were the best. No, I'm trying to think back. I don't think Oreos were ever a trick-or-treat candy. No. I remember. No. Mm. They never like, they never like made them in a small pack. Like, my never, my like, sister would get them. Uh, you know, she and I are like seven years apart. I'm she's younger than me, and she would get packages of like the two packs of Oreos and Chips Ahoy. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I do. Remember I never those. Got I remember that. those. I never um, got that. I don't. I don't think I got. Do them, you know anyway. two things? Twofold. One, I think the trick or treating is different because, like, especially in bigger towns. If your family's not there, you're less inclined to take your kid to the, your your family's house. You're not going to just take them to friends or mm-hmm. random strangers because you don't really feel that confident. I know growing up, most of the trick-or-treating I did was with my family, like going to their houses and stuff. And right. one of the things to segue directly into that uh, that I miss, I miss so much that's not a candy at all. But my grandma, my great-grandma used to make these uh, popcorn balls. Oh, I remember those. And they were Fucking the most buttery. No one on this planet could make them as good as she did. I like it's it, it's a lost art. She did them in such a way that they were just like you could have them for three weeks and they would still taste fresh like day one. It was ridiculous. Mm. Um, Speaking of which, I can totally try to make those. I mean, I'm sure they won't be as good, but well, no. If you're gonna make them, they'll probably be there. We do have a popcorn <laughs> maker. We do Ooh. have a popcorn yeah. maker. That's all we should make go. That. We could also go get gourmet popcorn. Yeah. We could yeah. also go get gourmet popcorn from like Lady Popcorn. Who's a Lady Popcorn? Ladies Gourmet Popcorn, yeah. Popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not actually sure. I don't think it's Halloween talk anymore. No. Now it's popcorn talk. Yeah. Uh, I do but like popcorn is still food. Yeah, this is the foodies watching yeah, the and movies still podcast. Talk oh, about yeah, something yeah. I got from my grandma for Halloween. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, God, I want to trick or treat again. Damn it! I will oh, say I do. What was your favorite candy, AP? Oh yeah, shit. Oh, um, I'm kind of actually between both of you. Uh, my favorite chocolate growing up was always the Three Musketeers. Oh, I love those. I just like because the, mm-hmm. the just when those it came in a little package, you just peel it. it they were there was perfect. Nothing, there was nothing hard enough yeah. that you need to break off, and it just melts in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, those were so good. Right. good. Do you remember Reasons? Those chocolates. Oh yeah. Those were really good. They were really hard and chewy, mm-hmm. and then you it kind of hurt your jaw to eat more than like four of them. But yeah. you always wanted to eat more than like just ten just of them. A bag of them. Just... Yeah, my stepdad loved those, and every year I would get him a bag of reasons or gummy bears. Mm. Twofold. Here's the candy. Some callback candies that are Halloween related. Motherfucking uh, snow caps. It's a movie theater candy too. Also a movie yeah, theater that's candy. That's more so movie theater candy. But you could still get them at like, ha- Halloween sometimes. It's like powdered. No, it's like candy covered, or like uh, chocolate chips. Yeah, something like that. Are we all in agreement that candy corn is awful? Oh no, I love candy oh. corn. What are you talking about? Oh, it's horrible. Like I want a bag of candy corn yesterday. Why is it not here? Well, it's, it's going to be on sale soon. Twenty years ago, and it's just the same candy. Is it really? No. Oh, shit. No. Candy corn is awful. Ancient. I mean, it's 
you can have like it hurts my teeth. If there's ever, a, if there's ever like a oh, I can taste it. Yeah, just if, thinking about if there's it. There's ever like a dish out somewhere. I'll have like a handful, but I'm not going back. <laughs> okay, I, I yeah. want the taste of it like once. Here's the but deal. I'm not gonna eat like a bag. Ugh, my mom used they to. They made it. the candy corn M and M's. They were fucking oh, amazing. They, they were, were so white good. They were chocolate, so artificially good. flavored two, white chocolate is not even chocolate. Two things that it's some waxy two weird that substance don't go together, that shouldn't go together. Boo earns you guys. Boo earns. But um, and then my favorite non-chocolate, just because they both kind of taste the same, it's Skittles or Starburst. We're gonna fuck the sodomites in the. The show is literally a satire of all of that dumb shit, yes. and that's the point of it. That's yes. the point of that character. That's the point of the Scott. That's the point of every other character that is a lampooning of the stereotype of their yeah. race, you know, or their nationality. And well, that's even, the part that's bullshit. Homer. You can't satirize satirize that shit. Yeah, Homer is like the the dumb fat american dad yep and it's making fun of that and that's the whole point of all of the characters in the show mm-hmm. and they're like well this one's offensive well so are all the other ones yep that's the point like i understand that it's offensive that's fine <laughs> but taking it off of there is not cool because all of the other fucking characters are offensive too it's here, not here. fucking dumb yeah that that that's why it, it fucking trigger, triggered me pretty hard when I saw it yesterday. Um, just because of, you know, Shane said it exactly how I was going to say it. That is the fucking purpose of the show. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch the show. If you don't like South Park, don't fucking watch it. That's always been my biggest thing about any kind of media is like, it is how it is because the people that wrote it wanted it to be that way if you don't like it don't consume it exactly i don't like rap for the most part so i don't consume it i don't bitch about like well you know they say this and this in there they should be stopped god wills it fuck them to be fair mumble rap should be stopped (laughs) yeah but i mean like you know i just don't consume it so then if enough people don't fucking like it yeah in anguish. It's like 10,000 voices cried out suddenly in anguish and then were silenced. Ba- like, not to like steer too far away, but back to the millennial things. We're, millennials are, we're already past millennials generationally. Mm-hmm. Generation Y. Yeah, we're old the, as fuck. The, the, they're, they're called. I the, turned 27 yesterday. Yeah, you I'm did. fucking old. My, Jesus dad, my dad turned 51. Fat Fuck Mark McGuire? Both of you guys. I'll tell you right now, I will fucking party with Fat Mark McGuire any you, day. You like of week. my dad? I like your fucking dad. <laughs> Finally got to meet if, him. If your dad's fucking bored one day and he wants to party, you tell him to call me because I'll fucking party with your dad. <laughs> my dad's a cool dude. I like it's your fat, dad more Ma- than Fat you. Mark McGuire. Fat Mark McGuire. Yeah, they're, they're known as the texting generation. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, I was like, I would say more like the Fortnite and eating ass generation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I woke up one day, 
and all of a sudden, I woke up on it a wasn't Monday. gross anymore. I, I woke up on a Monday and it's like, "Hey, bro, you eat ass?" <laughs> no, fuck. Like yeah. no. Sh- okay, so I remember going up to people and be like, "Eat my ass," and that wasn't like a invitation to go into my bedroom. It was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, yeah. So my wife and I used to be host parents for the Colt World Series, and the first year that we hosted. I'm driving around. I've got three 15-year-old boys in my pickup, okay? So you could take this a very dark route if you wanted to. But we were driving to the baseball stadium for, for game one of the day. And Landon, the kid that's in the front seat, just goes, Hey, man, you eat that booty? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I looked at him and I went, What? And he goes, Do you eat ass? And I said, Hell no. And then he tried to show me nudes of a girl. That, no, I mean, I said, well, no. I cannot see and that. I, went, I, I, went, I cannot see that. No. You're technically a sexual predator for seeing no, that. No, it's no shit. I went like this. I said, I cannot fucking look at that. <laughs> I can't look at it. Because <laughs> I, I will fucking go to jail today. Fucking federal pound me in the ass prison. But that that was no shit. One of the first conversations that we had. Hey man. <laughs> You eat, you eat that, that booty? booty. <laughs> no! Damn. Like, God. How long ago was this? Uh, This would have been... 2015? Wow, that kid was on the bleeding edge. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, was, that was 2015. The bleeding edge of booty eating? Yep. Is that what you just said? <laughs> but, but, like, what, what fucking struck me... What struck me more than anything... He was fucking 15 years old. Renaming the episode. <laughs> he was 15 years old fucking asking a, a 20-year-old or 20-some-year-old dude, yeah, does he, he fucking that, eat ass? Yeah, if he eats that booty. That's pretty impressive. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that's a very possible episode title. <laughs> That, that was solid. That was solid AF. Oh, my God. <laughs> were, we, were we done with the Simpsons topic? Or well, I mean, were, I, 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 kinda... I, just, I just basically wanted to get a, a, a general consensus. Yeah. yeah. I don't have much to say about it. About it. I'm, I'm just... It's, it seems like every day... Something that has, you know, whether I partake in it or not, something that has been a part of our society is slowly but surely getting fucking whittled away. And it's infuriating to me. I don't I don't watch The Simpsons. I never have. I mean, I, I have watched The Simpsons. Yeah. But right. it's not it's not like something that I love to watch. Right. You know, I was always when all my friends were watching The Simpsons, I was watching South Park. So, I mean, that's always what I went after. But, like, I, I agree that change is necessary, and the people that that fight change really hard are the people that just don't want to adapt. Like, I, I totally buy into that philosophy. But not everything has to change. Right, yeah, they're just kind of shotgunning at this yeah. point. Just bitching about any, anything and everything. Yes. And that's what's so frustrating for me, because... I mean, we're going to wake up one day, and South Park's going to be fucking taken off the air. Because because one person got offended, okay? South Park has been offending people since the 90s. Yeah. Continuously. Very, 
very like uh, aggressively aggressively yeah, yeah. yeah that's what the word i was yeah, looking yeah. for Trey i Parker mean and matt stone i mean straight up stomping a mud hole in people's asses i mean the, the movie itself everyone. yes the movie itself i mean you you got the uh the squadron of black dudes mm-hmm. and they're they're participating in operation meat shield yes like fuck <laughs> yeah although they did address the whole uh the the china the city walk guy like he's just, he is literally considered he is an American he is a white Caucasian American uh, that's deluged with being okay <laughs> an Asian all right and uh, th- I guess they they did that in response to uh, Apu I I don't know how I can't remember how long ago it was but I read this recently throughout all this drama uh, but yeah it's so you did have something to add you just. Yeah, I, I, I didn't it. I didn't want to add it because I, I didn't have it all there in my head. Okay. Because you're so. done with a bag of dicks. Uh, dicks. But uh <laughs> dicks. But that I mean, we're we're gonna wake up one day in the next couple of years and one person with enough sway is gonna be offended by something that South Park enough says. Fucking Twitter followers. And it's gonna be fucking taken down. Yeah. And that's 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 fucking ludicrous. Yeah. But then again we live in the we live in an age where uh, a very beloved director and writer can be completely taken down for something he said ten years ago. Yeah, and but he's gonna rise from his ashes. Said and make, even make, said not not yeah. even did said. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna make Suicide Squad great again. Amen. For the first time. I mean, to be fair, it was great before the movie. But yeah, it, it just, okay. The movie made like it bad. Comic books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. Maybe at. maybe the animated one. I don't remember if it was that good or not. I liked the Suicide Squad movie, okay? I didn't hate it. It was probably one of the better DC movies. I I, I think so. It's just, I I think it got the shit cut out of it. Oh, uh, yeah. It got gutted. Have you watched the director's cut? I think, did we tell you to watch the director's cut the last time I was on? I think so. Okay, yeah. Um, That's way better than the, than the mm-hmm. theatrical. But, um, also, like the just the like general plot was kind of shit it was oh, yeah. it was complete shit i mean but the acting and all, all that yeah, it was a the, character piece. the acting and the the uh casting and everything were great yeah yep 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 okay <laughs> we should probably find something that we don't all agree on so we can have a more interesting conversation about yeah. it other than stroking each other's dicks. Well, uh, we already argued. Dicks. We already argued about Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pibb. Okay, that that counts. I'm just crossing that one off the list. Uh, the the one thing that I've been wanting to talk to Shane about specifically. Oh boy. Other than how much I admire him. Mm. Um, how do mm. you feel about that Fallout seventy six beta? Yeah. Uh, let's let's get into this. Okay. Because I didn't get a chance to participate in said beta. Yeah, and we're missing it right now. <clears throat> I think. In like 20 minutes, we'll be missing it. How long does it run till? Uh, tonight, it runs till 11. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think it's basically... Uh, the, the mechanics in general are Fallout 4. Minus uh, Vats. Well, Vats has been reduced to like a auto-targeting thing. It's It doesn't even slow time, let alone stop it like mm-hmm. it did in like 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you basically just have to rely on the 
combat system to to work if you're using it and otherwise which is really hard and I haven't even really used it. I've just been you know shooting in first person and stuff. Um the leveling system is super weird and is going to take a lot of getting used to. Okay. Um because you start with ones across the board on all your special stats. Really? And then you get cards every level and also get booster packs with extra cards every two levels, I think. And um, you can use as many cards as you have special points. So if you have a one strength, you can use a one one card, right? And some of the cards have multiple levels to them. So if you get two cards that are the same, you can put them together to make a two-star card. Okay. And then it takes it two to use and then some of them they added a lot of uh level requirements on gear and on the the cards too so that's uh something interesting that i saw a lot of people bitching about um because it hasn't been there i don't know if it was in one and two but i don't think it was in uh three new vegas no. i know it wasn't in four Mm-mm. um but like i know they had like Strength requirements sometimes, and stuff like that in for power armor. Well, for power armor, but then like uh, some of the weapons you couldn't use them efficiently. Mm-hmm. Like you would have a lot more sway and stuff if you didn't have the right strength. But um, this is like straight up; it's grayed out. You can't even fucking select it. Um, I found power armor pieces. Uh, I could put the frame on, but not without unequipping the actual power armor pieces. And they were like level 40. And I got up to level... I think I'm level 9 in about... Shit. Uh, six or seven hours. Because I played that night and then I played again this this weekend. Now, how much of this is going to carry over into the actual game? I'm it, not sure about that. Okay, um, or do you get a special perk for playing the... Yeah, because it's a completely separate app. Okay. So I'm yeah. not sure if the save is gonna transfer over, but I'm pretty sure it's attached to a a Bethesda account. Yeah. So it like is. when you yeah, when you start the game up, you basically sign up for a Bethesda account with your Xbox Live account or your PS4 account. I'm, I'm guessing they'll give some kind of perk to yeah, or, or something. something. Like gear or yeah. perk or whatever. Um But the game in general feels super lonely if you're not running with somebody. Okay. Because there are no NPCs. That was what I was going to bring up next. Yeah, because like everyone is dead, other than the players. There's like robots that are that act as vendors, um, but all the all the um, people from your vault that are not players are dead, and like all the people that were trying to survive uh, in the area on their own are fucking dead, and they've been dead for a while. been a busy week with with halloween stuff uh that night we went to our local high school uh had an event called tracker treat where you pay five dollars to get a wristband for your kid 
and then it's kind of the same deal as the nursing home, except for not in a nursing home. It's like uh, all the clubs in the school, and I think local businesses can get in on it, and uh, they just they line up. You know, each business or or club has a station. And the kids just walk by station to station and say trick or treat and they hand out candy. And uh, after they got to the end of the line, then in, I don't even know, is it the gym? Uh, they, they had all kinds of games and stuff for the kids to play and they had music playing. And it was a really nice time for five bucks. I, I, I think it was worth every penny. You know, Scarlett came home with a big bag of candy. Uh, and she got to play a bunch of games and she had a good time with her friends and oh, it was nice. Um, I don't know if a lot of the high schools offer something like that, but ours did and we had a good time. So look into that too. Uh, I guess the the point I'm trying to make with talking about this stuff is just that, uh, you know, trick or treating is not your only option for getting candy. There's uh, all kinds of trunk or treats at the local churches and they had a Halloween party at the library that we were going to take our kids to yesterday, but you know, it sold out before we could get there. Um, I don't know if, if you don't feel like walking around door to door on Halloween night, there's a lot of options for you to get candy. But, uh, you know, I don't think personally, uh, that that is a substitute for letting your kids trick or treat. We actually had to get in an argument with Ashley's friend, it wasn't really in an argument, but we, we, we had to talk her out of taking her kids to the mall. She was going to take her kids to the mall to trick or treat. And just because, well, I don't know why she was going to do it, but we had to talk her out of it because it's like, you know, it's, it's not the same as, you know, going door to door. Nothing replaces ringing the doorbell, having a stranger open the door and saying trick or treat. It's, that's the fun, you know, that's, that's, that's what's fun about Halloween for kids. At least that's what I remember being the fun part of Halloween. It wasn't the candy. I mean, the candy's great, but you get candy all year long. Trick or treating was what was fun about Halloween and, you know, seeing the houses decorated and, and walking around in your costume and that's the fun of it. So don't, don't be one of those parents that, Oh, I got to keep my kid off the street and I, I got to, got to keep my kid inside and warm and blah, 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 you know, suck it up for a night, put on some warm clothes and walk them down the street. You know, I, I actually ended up walking, uh, Scarlet way farther than I wanted to this year, just because she was ready to keep going. And I, you know, I said, you know what, screw it. It's like, it's one night a year. What's it going to hurt me to walk an extra half a mile, which I kind of, <laughs> I kind of regret because we got that far away and then we were only halfway back. Uh, which we we trick or treat at my mom's house, so we we were halfway back to my mom's when she finally just gave up, and I had to carry her on my shoulders the rest of the way home. Um, but still, she got a bag full of candy and had a good time, and I had a good time watching her. Uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's nice to see your kids enjoying themselves doing stuff like that. So. Uh, going to the mall and going to the trunk or treats and stuff. It's, it's not a replacement for the real thing. Um, it's again, in my opinion, so get mad at me if you want, but I don't know. I don't know. Take the point is take your kids out for Halloween. Moving on, moving on. Oh, uh, there was one house, uh, right down the street from my mom's 
that uh, I really wish I would have gotten these people's names so I could give them a proper shout out. Um, but they were standing out in front of their house. Uh, they had, you know, construction decoration. Uh, I, I don't know for, for Halloween, for whatever reason, their house was like a construction zone. So they had yellow signs and, you know, caution tape up and stuff. And, um, but then out in front of their house, they had this stack of cardboard box, like, like cases, you know, ca- like cases of food. And inside the cases was the big, like the, the, so if you pass out candy for Halloween, you know, you go to the store and you buy the bag of individually wrapped candies, the big bag of individually wrapped candies. They were, they had cases of those big bags and each trick or treater that came to their house, they gave a full bag or some like my niece went there and got two full bags of the small bags of candy. So I, like I'm, I'm looking at, I have Scarlet's right here. She got the Sour Patch Watermelons and the Sour Patch Kids, the variety pack. Uh, it is 40 of the trick-or-treat size bags inside the big bag. She got the entire bag of 40 bags of Sour Patch Kids from this one house. So I, I don't know what kind of money these people spent on candy, but, I mean, damn, that's a nice thing to do, you know? I, it's 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 one thing, like, I remember going to people's houses when I was a kid and getting a a full-size candy bar was amazing. Or there was a house right down the street from from us that we hit every year because they passed out cans of pop, you know, and everybody, oh, my God, they have cans of pop or or soda for anybody in another region. Um, And that was amazing. But this is a full friggin' bag of small packs of candy. Like, who does that? I mean, that, that had to be hundreds of dollars worth of candy. And it's just, it's a nice thing to do. It's it's a really nice thing to do, and I I just I really wish I could give them a proper shout out, but I I don't know their names. I didn't get their names, so I apologize to you strangers in uh, Demott, Indiana, down the street from my mom's house that gave out the full bags of candy. It was really nice, and you, you made a lot of kids happy uh, last night. Um, and while we're on that subject, uh, if uh, you know of passing out candy, um. We, like I said, we went to my mom's house, so we were not home, and I'm not tooting my own horn here. Uh, this is something I think you should do if you're not going to be home, if you're if you're taking your kid out trick or treating, put a bowl of candy out at your house. You know, it, it's it's how much of a bummer is it when you're, you know, when you're a kid and you walk up to a house and ring the doorbell on Halloween night and nobody answers the door. It's a bummer, you know. Just uh, and and leaving a a bowl of candy out is a simple, just kind of like, you know, at least it's a gesture that you're trying to give people candy. And I know everybody's argument is always, oh well, if you leave the bowl of candy out, the first kid's gonna come by and just dump the whole bowl in his in his bucket, and then you won't have any candy left. So it didn't really matter. And that's that's I, I've done it several years, and that's not at all true. Uh, we in fact we did it last night and. We had a big tote full of candy and, you know, Rice Krispie treats and brownies, basically just trying to get rid of shit that we had in our cabinet that our kids weren't going to eat. But, you know, that's part of what Halloween's for, too, is just to get rid of your leftovers. Um, but so we had we had a big tote full of, you know, treats and candies and stuff. And uh, we came home from my mom's and not even half of it was gone. 
you know, and on top of it, like we have one of those ring, the, the video doorbells. And so we could see every trick or treater that came up to the house and, you know, none of them knew, none of them noticed the, the doorbell that I could watch them. Um, but I, I, you know, I kept checking throughout the night just to make sure nobody was ripping us off. And so I, every couple times that I would, I would get the notification on my phone that somebody was at our door, I'd look at it and I'd watch and they, they'd read this. We left a sign on the bucket saying, you know, help yourself, but you know, be polite. So make sure there's candy for the rest of the trick or treaters. And every single kid that came up to the door took one, maybe two pieces. There was one kid that helped himself to like five pieces but you know there's plenty in the bucket it, it wouldn't have hurt if every kid that came to our door took a handful we still would have had candy left over but you know just make the gesture put a bucket out and we saw a lot of houses that did that last night and i thought that was nice because in the last couple of years there hasn't been that many most people you know they take their out and they just don't participate you know they want they want everybody to give their kid candy but yet they won't make the gesture to give anybody else candy candy and i don't that's not fair you know if you want it if you want your kid to have fun on halloween make sure other kids can have fun at your house too i guess that's what i'm trying to say but yeah i i am lecturing a lot tonight and i apologize for that i'm being judgy but i just uh i don't know halloween's a great holiday but it's no fun unless everybody's playing along and if you're gonna be a fuddy-duddy and not play along did i use that term already i feel like i said fuddy-duddy already maybe i did i don't know if you're not gonna play along it's not fun for anybody and you know you're kind of a jerk i'm gonna say it you're a jerk so have fun be fun for halloween pass out candy it's not gonna hurt you or leave a bucket of candy for kids to take from your porch you know that's not hard either and you know what if you don't if you don't feel like coming to the door, leave the bucket outside still, you know, and then just grab the bucket at the end of the night. And, you know, let's talk about trick-or-treating hours for a second. Well, I'm going to talk about trick-or-treating hours for a second. Why is it only two hours, you know? what What is it hurting? Like five to seven last night was what we got in DeMott, which for a four-year-old proved to be just enough because we, we walked out the door at my mom's at like five fifteen or something. And we got back to her house at about quarter to seven and, you know, Scarlet was done. She, she had had enough, but you know, you get slightly older kids that have more energy and they, they can walk a little bit further. You know, what's it hurting to have them out till eight o'clock and, and eight thirty or even nine o'clock. I, I don't know what the trick or treating hours were like when I was a kid, but I seem to remember that most, a, a majority of the trick or treating time that I was out, was like when it was dark outside. And I feel like they're they're doing their best to make sure that the trick-or-treating hours all end like just after dark. And that, to me, sucks the fun out of Halloween because like we always used to decorate our house. And I might have talked about this in the last episode. We always used to decorate our house with like black lights and strobe lights and stuff because we had all these spooky decorations up on the house. And, you know, a, a cool strobe light on, on a graveyard in in the front lawn looks really cool and scary and and it's a cool effect for halloween but you know if the sun's still up that damn strobe light's doing nothing and it doesn't help at all and like we had fog machine and 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 the fog with the black light looked really cool and you know that's useless when the sun is still up so I, i i don't know it's 
all this like I know they're trying to make it safer for kids. I get that, but like how dangerous was it really? You know? Like I I my whole time growing up, I'd never heard of one kid in town getting hurt on Halloween or, or you know, getting run over or anything or getting kidnapped or I don't know. I'm sure it happens, but you know and it's awful. I'm not sure I'm not trying to justify it, but it's an awful thing. But uh you know, don't you don't have to dumb it down for everybody because it happens to like one percent of people. You know? It's it it can't be perfect for everybody. And meanwhile you're making it like the least enjoyable holiday possible. Suck all the fun out of it. I don't know. It's just a bummer to me. I don't know. What what does everybody else think? Leave comments on this. I'd really like to hear what everyone thinks about Halloween and how it used to be when when you were a kid compared to how it is now. And if you think it's better, you think it's worse. If you you know if you want it to be safer, if it's too safe, I I would honestly God like to hear this. I'm not trying to start a debate or anything. We we all are entitled to our own views, Uh, but I just uh, I don't know. I don't like the way it's going. Um, and I'd like to see it back to the way it was when I was a kid. And you know what? Here's the thing, too. Maybe it's exactly the way it was when I was a kid. And I'm just remembering it different because you remember things different. You know? Nothing's exactly the way you remember it. So I don't know what it was like when I was a kid. Maybe it was always just two hours. Maybe it was always from five to seven. And I just, you know, I just choose to remember the tail end of it. But it just doesn't seem that way to me. You know, I remember most of it being dark. I remember carrying flashlights around. I I remember uh, for several years, we used to like haunt my mom's yard. You know, we all dress up in costumes and scare the crap out of the kids that would come to the door. And that didn't work very well when it was still light out. But like it got way more fun as it got dark. And I feel like a majority of it was in the dark. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you remember? Tell me about it. Um, leave a comment, email me, blah, 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 blah. I say it every week and nobody does, but God damn it. Do it this time. Um, let's move on enough. Halloween. It's time for brews with dudes. Ah, juicy. I think we should drink the brew for dudes before the old ale. Because the old ale is just going to... It's going to like alcohol. It's just going to be straight alcohol? Yeah. Put it, put it in the fridge then. 12.7%. Woo! Hell no! We're drinking this one first. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So this is the brew for dudes. Coffee stout. Here, let me hand you cups and let you pour. There we go. Oh my god. That looks like motor oil. It's, good. it's not that bad. See how black that is? Hold on. There you go. There you go. Hold it up there. That shit is dark, dark as fuck. It looks like motor oil. I've seen worse. After you change in your car oil. I've seen worse. Hell no. Yes. Yeah, I can see through it a little bit. 
Barely. You can. No, you can't. Barely. You can't. You can't see shit. You can see a little this. light through. You can't see through it, but you got a little light going through it, bro. Very little. You see a light yeah. amber hue to it. Yeah. This That's one not goes seen out through it. to all of you listening. This is a brew for dudes. Yee! God Yee! damn it! Yee! Hold on. Dude, I just did the, uh, an epic fucking intro. You're not even ready. We're not rock. waiting for you. He, he, he. You're I not even r and right. God damn. All right. Don't ever hire Creed for your R&D department. Oh, my goodness. Hell no. Me gusta. Ooh. No. I got better. I did get better. Got smoother. Yeah. Ooh, I can actually taste the coffee beans in that yeah. more. Fuck you, Nick. What? I actually like this. You like it? Yeah. Ain't no reason to be upset about it. No, that's why I said fuck you. I actually like this, bro. <laughs> I don't like I enjoy your product. <laughs> no, I, I don't really like dark fucking chocolate beer, but this Dong- is this Dr. Dongo smooth. would not like this. No, not at all. He does. He, he does? does? He does. No he shit. I don't remember. This is good. This is... Hey, Nick. No, it's good, but Dongo doesn't usually go for yeah, the dark bro. stuff like this. It's good as fuck. Thank you. Good he as fuck. Fucking crinkles his nose. He's like... Eee. We've got all sorts of fun stuff on the horizon for more beer from Max wow. and me. Care to give a little uh, teaser? It, it, it's not like... We, hey. are, we are moving into a new phase of funding that could involve some of you guys um it's a different it's a it's a, it's a new idea um, but i think it will involve more people and it will allow us to start brewing our beer professionally and it will allow the doom room to finally become the a, doom room an actual real venue mm-hmm. so we are we're shooting for spring guys we're shooting for spring 2019 um and we got some we got some fun ways to try to get you guys involved that we're going to be talking about very very soon um another fun thing um, oh, that you're going to hear about here first. Um, I'm not, it's not going to be announced for another week or so, but we are getting ready to announce the first annual Brews and Bowling Festival, Lafayette Brews and Bowling Festival. So we're going to have 20 to 30 beer vendors right here in Lafayette. No shit. We're going to have um, live wow. entertainment all day long. We've got a couple national acts that are um, on the books. Um, on top of that, it's going to be the biggest local festival in all of Indiana, featuring all the best bands. Um, also featuring all the best fucking breweries in the state and beyond. So, uh, you heard it here at the Halloween special of Brews with Dudes. Heard it here first. We got a lot of stuff coming up, guys. I'm very, very excited. Isn't there that uh, Sweetwater tap takeover coming up soon? Yeah, it'll be by the time, well, I guess if you're watching this, um, it's this Friday, uh, November 2nd. So yes, yeah, November 2nd. Yeah, so if you're listening to the podcast, it's already happened. If you're watching this video, then it's uh, this Friday, November 2nd, at the North End Pub. Uh, we've got a bunch of really, t- I think, eight beers from Sweetwater. We've got some cool swag and stuff. We're going to do trivia. Eight, um, eight what, beers? what trivia is it this week? It's random, random. trivia. Oh, God. Know your shit. I'm not playing. Um, I'm going to play. I have a fair... Decent. Yeah, you have. You've done all right. It's surprising the uh, BS that you can pull out. Yeah. Don't BS a BSer. 
Well, it's just a pop culture trivia. Yeah, it's just it's, random it's, trivia. It, it's, it's, right. it's weird that the stuff I do know. Yeah, some of the shit you remember. But yeah, let's talk about all those breweries that are coming in town. How many you said? Twenty to thirty? We're aiming for twenty to thirty. Dude, um, we, we haven't we we've talked to people about it. We haven't said anything in stone yet. We're gonna have to put together a kit um, that shows. You know, we've got a logo that's almost done. Um, we're gonna give people the info, payment, and all that. So that's um, awesome. It's gonna serve as I think. I think part of it is going to be a fundraiser for kids' music programs around town, and then fundraising for the brewery. So that was awesome. Nice. It's gonna be. We're, we're, we want it to be. Have you heard of like worker co-ops? Mm-hmm. We want. We're, we're, we've considered making the brewery more something like that, where people get to buy in and be part of it. So we'll see. You can wait. No! There's enough. No, we're going to finish <laughs> this. We're gonna finish, don't cry. We're going to jump into don't the old cry. ale. <laughs> we got to watch Creed cry like you a little baby. You, 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 you sad? Give us some more. Are you sad? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Just baby, want you more? Use your words, Creed. Use your words. Baby, one more black tar. <laughs> baby, one more black tar. <laughs> we are on the wrong podcast. That's not Rob. what we were hey, talking about. Hey, talking about the alcohol. It's just For the beer. record. Give me the damn beer. <laughs> I will when we're done. No. We got one more. Uh, one more. I poured well. There's, dude, that's how much we drink. There's plenty left. Plenty left. Can I have enough? No. no. <laughs> He's <laughs> really trying. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think you're so fucking funny. He thinks he's right. funny. I'm are we ready to, are, are we ready to, no, no, no. I'm ready. Dive into the next one? Your guys is. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kree's only going to want to taste. He is not going to want very much of that. Here, let me give you a pop top. Which one you want me to use? Founders or Sam? You Founders because it's Founders. founders. This is a Founders beer. Oh, founders shit. for Founders. You want to use this? Oh, you got to pop yours. Let me pop mine. You're you're behind the key. Uh, oof. 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 Take a little bit more of that in yours. I don't need more. I don't need as much as you left me. There we go. I have the rest. Hell no. You can drink the bottle. <sighs> this is 12.5, ladies and gentlemen. 12.5. Right? 12.5? Thanks again to everybody listening to the podcast. Thanks to everyone paying attention on Facebook Live. We appreciate it. Um, we're going to get this process worked out a little bit. I like it. I like, I like it. being able to switch between. We just need we need to figure out a way to One make it. One more person. Yeah, but then we got a fucking team together. And then people are going to start wanting to get paid. And I ain't got We just need money. one person. You get $5 just to push That's a button. That's where bucket. you negotiate. You, st- you get to drink beer, too. <laughs> you get to drink beer, too. <laughs> just to push a button and you drink beer. I'm not paying people to use this shit. I already paid for it. Right. Ooh. Best for last for Ugh. sure. Oh my god, that was good. No, it wasn't. It was Damn. very it was sweet at the it's end. Sweet. It is sweet, but it was it was, like, yeah, it's not sweet in the beginning. It got a honey to it. Mm. Oh my god. Ooh, that actually cleared the sinuses a little bit. It Give does me. taste like booze. Holy cow. Oh. It got a honey to it. Wow. Mm. You taste the honey? That was good, yeah. That honey was smooth. That like pulled from the middle all the way to the end and gave it a sweet. It was it does, but man. 
<laughs> hey, yes, you. You're Woo! on candid camera. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. We got a lot of nugs. I was gonna say, oh my God. I've, been, I've been slow working this, you guys. this 10 I had over hey, here. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Down the hatch. Nope. Uh, Hell no. I Hell no. Down Forget down about hatch. that. Hell no. hatch. No. Pussies. This is too good Fuck for you. you to do that. Pussies. I'll be no. a pussy all day. I ain't pussy. down the hatch this. You're the pussy trying to just throw it down your throat. Look at you crying over there. This shit's horrible. You, you You're horrible. None of us are gonna, we're not gonna look down on you if you down the hatch. I'm gonna enjoy it. This is a sipping drink. Mm. Sorry, audience. I didn't have my pinky what? out for this. What is it? Is it caramel? It's a honey. It, it It's the honey mixing with the malt. It gets it kind of like a, car- a caramel. No, just the fucking the bottle. Sorry. Just <laughs> the bottle. Not a no nice shame on whoever didn't finish this. Maple. Zach. Maple. Oh, Old ale brewed with molasses and well, aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Mm. Maple syrup bourbon barrels. Okay. That sounds amazing. Sir. What tames an old ale like curmudgeon? The tender embrace of oak and sweet maple. That's what. The result is curmudgeon's better half. Can I talk? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm, I'm sorry, boss. It's okay. You keep getting fired from everything you do today. I know, man. Damn. This sucks. Poor thing. Poor thing. Did I don't you? Feel sorry you didn't get enough sleep today, did you? Yeah, I did. Mm. Woke, up sure? Woke up at one. Well, so woke late. up at one. So late. Twelve. Woke around twelve. Son of a bitch. I was jealous. Up at I am. To work Shit. at eight. We brewed a British blonde ale today. That sounds tasty. A British blonde ale. He just bought a bunch of uh, this British yeast, so the next couple beers are all going to oh be British style. Oh, no. I think so, they're doing a, I think they're doing a, a porter. He just did a porter too. So what distinguishes a British ale or British blonde, for example, from a, a regular blonde? Style. It's just it's the the ingredients you use. The ingredients. Uh, In this instance, it's the yeast. It's they. It, it's mostly the yeast. Just, it's it's, de- it's derived from and and uh, produced in. So it just great produces a different yeah. flavor, different. Yeah, yeah. It's there's gonna a, have a different flavor. There's a there's a million everything. There's a million grains, hops, yeasts. Sure. And depending on the combinations, like there's specific malt like grains that are specific to Europe, into you know, hmm. and there's specific hops and grains and stuff that we make here. A lot of it, it just gives a unique use, flavor, just like anything it. else. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Wrong. They all taste the same. Yeah, to most people, they all, they all taste the same. But there are there are people you can become a judge, and they and they can go like this, like they they taste this and just rip off fifteen to twenty details about the malt makeup, the hops, what was thrown in it. Like hey. Austin and I, he, he's like he's like it's honey, and I'm like tastes caramely, and then it's like syrup, like. Okay, and someone wrong. There, there are people. That, there are people that can go. <laughs> That's maple syrup. That's this maple ta- syrup. This tastes like this. It was probably aged in oak barrel. You know, like it's like it's, it's an art. Definitely maple. It does taste like honey. Okay, there's the molasses, and that's, that's, that's the syrup. And they're just looking at us, going, "Fucking wrong, Idiots. wrong, yeah. 
dumb. Good. What is your Dude, problem? There are people around Lafayette that look at us like we're dumb because of how we drink beer. Sons of... Someone that's just keeping us in their pocket. Put you, you in... Know. Real uh, just, smart guys. Real, real smart guy. Oh, I just I like to talk to people and get to know them and just put them put them right in my pocket when I, when I need to use them. We've said from the very beginning that's not what Brews with Dudes is. Brews with Dudes is about tasting beers and explaining them the best that we can and, and just enjoying fun. them and enjoying them. Do I look like I know what I'm talking about? No, no. He's in that Elmo but I'm still talking about it. You're still in a fucking Elmo costume. Right. He don't know shit. No. I can see I your fucking moose knuckle from over here. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, this is man. a woman's onesie, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I blind uh, like. So you don't do care. Have, so you do have a moose knuckle. Okay. That's, it's that's some, it's something. No, it's a camel toe. Yeah, he said. He said he's wearing. Women's clothes. No, my so it's... Mom at home. She, I don't want to look at him. That's why I'm. That's why I'm looking at you in that splendid hat of yours. Thanks. Oh, I still got the <laughs> still got the headset on. <laughs> Looking good though. Looking good. Thank you. Finn. So let's uh time. Do you know the words? Let's go ahead and uh <laughs> <laughs> wind like, this okay. down and talk about our you favorite beers. <laughs> yeah, I know all the words, yeah. Let me hear it. Venture time. Come on, grab your friend. We'll go to very Distant lands. Jake the dog and Finn the human. Fun will never end. Adventure <laughs> time. <laughs> yes. Do I have everybody's attention now? Uh, up next on the card is let's just get it out of the fucking way. Match of the night, easily. Uh, longest match of the night, best match of the night, first time this match has ever been done. Nothing compares to this. It was it was totally brilliant, brutal, uh, well done. They told a fucking incredible story. Of course, I'm talking about Charlotte Flair versus your SmackDown Live Women's Champion Becky Lynch in the Last Woman Standing match. And let me tell you what. It was fucking good. It was intense. It was one of those things where, you know, you're you're watching and you're just like, how much worse can this train wreck of a match get? Because it's like, great, it's beautiful. They're they're telling an amazing story and there's this betrayal of friendship and all these other things at play and the fact that the women's championship is the biggest thing. And you've also got Becky Lynch, who's kind of become this new persona of Becky, who's much more, uh, let's say... 24 7 always heal you know she's living that heel life um, and i'm talking fucking calling people out on twitter which was we'll get to that in a second too so becky lynch versus charlotte flair back and forth putting everything online using tables using ladders using chairs lots of chairs lots of crazy spots uh spots with the announcer table i mean they did it all it was Holy shit. I mean, it was just beautiful across the board. Ultimately, though, there's an amazing powerbomb from the top rope through another table. Flair can't get to her to her feet. And ultimately, Becky Lynch retains, which is awesome. It was great to see Becky Lynch retain her SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Even though her and Charlotte are in this long feud... Much like the days of yore, I think Becky needs to just hold on to this title for as long as she can. She's got that 
uh, kinetic CM Punk energy when he was on his longest title reign of 434 days. Like, if if they can just keep her healthy and just honest to God, don't fuck it up. Let her be champ for a long time. You guys, there's something really special that could happen with Becky Lynch. And I'm talking, uh, you know, uh, Charlotte has her own notch. She beat Asuka's streak and, you know, has won all these titles and accolades and things. And and Sasha Banks has all these accolades and things and won, winning championships and whatnot. Bailey has won some titles and whatnot. But I really genuinely think that Becky carving her own path as being the longest tenured SmackDown Live Women's Champion and going for like a year and change as champ, almost to where it's like kind of obnoxious that she hasn't lost. Like if this time next year in season four, I'm like, fuck, remember when I said Becky Lynch shouldn't lose? Yeah, let's change that. She needs to fucking lose. I'm sick of seeing her with the title. That's what I want to have happen because I think she deserves a long, ridiculous reign, even if sometimes the tactics are dirty, even if sometimes the tactics are not forthright. I think Becky Lynch is a phenomenal competitor. I loved seeing her perform. I loved the last women's standing match that her and Charlotte put on. I think Charlotte needs to get way more fucking credit. That girl can just like cry on command. She's the queen of crying. And I'm, I don't mean that like negatively. But she sold. And I'm sure. Listen. I am sure that some of the bumps. And a lot of the bumps they took on each other. Fucking hurt. Getting body slammed onto a fucking ladder. Not cool, man. Um, but she sold it like it was so much worse. Like, even, like, you felt for her. Like, holy shit, Charlotte, please be okay. Like, I don't want you to hurt anymore, you know? It would be it would be very sad if you hurt, a, you know, more. She didn't. So, uh, could be, and I'm saying that she didn't because she ultimately didn't get the fuck back up. She was KO'd. She loses the match. Becky Lynch is your champ. Keep it going, Becky Lynch. And her next opponent is going to be cray cray. We're going to talk about that here in a minute as we get on the other side. We're going to kind of, we're, we're going in order, folks. You guys are going to see how the WWE day shapes out. Final match of the WWE evolution was Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella with Brie Bella at her side like there was ever a question. It was interesting because there was a little bit of shenanigans and Ronda did get in a little bit of rough spots in a couple spots, you know, like where she didn't look like maybe the strongest competitor. But you knew that when she went to snap mode, it was fucking over and she just whipped that ass and is still undefeated. So now they got this big, long streak going for Ronda. Becky's not going to break it, unfortunately. But Becky... And Ronda are going to have something coming up against each other in the near future we're going to talk about. So ultimately, what do I think about WWE Evolution? I think it's a great, a great starting point. I really do. I think they need to have two pay-per-views a year. A spring one and a fall one. And I think that, you know, maybe they need to have a higher stakes match. Where it's something big on the line. Not just like, oh, a random future opportunity. But almost... Money in the bank asking. Of course, you already have the money in the bank, pay per view and match and stuff like that. You don't need to double recreate it. But what I'm more saying is with Evolution, doing Evolution 2 or 3 or whatever, you know, like I feel like they need to consider go big or go home. Elimination Chamber, maybe. Uh, do something outside of the box 
that you guys haven't seen before, obviously, or do something, mix it up, make a crazy event where champions can switch shows or some, you know, some something bigger on the line, make it bigger, 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 bigger. And I'm all for it because I think these women are that the time is fucking super right for all of them to shine and for all of them to kick lots and lots of ass. They are all amazing performers in their own right for their own different ways. You know, sometimes I dog on certain professional performers and athletes, but they're still out there doing what they love. They're still entertaining and they're still fun. You know, even if they annoy me, they're doing their fucking job. Oh my God, we have fucking immaculately huge news to cover that I'm getting ready to get to, and uh, I have to shift here, because while everything in evolution, evolution is all fun and games, sometimes the world of professional wrestling can be not so fun and games. Now, uh, I say that, well, I say that because we got a, man, we got a really, like, shattering, right, uh, revelation that happened on Raw a couple weeks ago, uh, and it kind of came out of nowhere, really, genuinely, out of nowhere, October 22nd, so like a week and change before WWE's Crown Jewel, uh, which had scheduled Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title, uh, Roman Reigns came out on national television at the start of Monday Night Raw, and October 22nd, and told the world that his leukemia that he had been battling for 11 years was back, and that he would have to relinquish his title and uh, leave Raw. And whoa, it was a very real fucking crazy moment. You think about this performer, Roman Reigns, he's this guy who, uh, sure, he gets a lot of shit, and he really does. You know, think about it, folks. Roman Reigns is the kind of guy that... His career is like marred by wrong place, right time, right place, wrong time, right place, right time, too late, though, kind of. Like, it's just interesting because you look at the ebb and flow of his character and it's like, if you look at him from debut of the main roster to now, he's in the shield. And at first in the shield, he's quiet. He doesn't do a lot of talking. It's a lot of Dean. It's a lot of Seth. And Roman's kind of the silent assassin type, just big fucking, your big muscle. You know, oh my god, my cat's fucking trying to rip her fucking literal ear off. What in the shit, cat? Uh, anyways, so when he joined the shield, or when the shield was formed, it was like Roman's kind of the big silent dude, big muscle, doesn't talk a lot or whatever. And then. They start to kind of all build personalities. There's some different individual title reigns and stuff and tag team title runs and whatnot. And the Shield just kind of running rampant and being involved in a lot of stuff. And, you know, I will always admire the Shield uh, for being a part of one of the, in my opinion, one of the crazier things I had seen or I'd been a part of in professional wrestling. Uh, We went to a SmackDown Live event, like not um, live show, just like a WWE house show. And at the start of the night, they had said that there was just going to be like one match with a member of the Shield versus somebody. And then it ended up turning into Team Hell No versus 
the shield at the end of the night. It was going to be the main event. Huge. Fucking huge, right? So we, the crowd, learn through people that I'm sitting with who are on the internet texting and and, and, and being in the dirt sheets and whatnot. The Shield and Daniel Bryan have done a match in Minnesota the same fucking night. Then they've caught a flight directly into Chicago to get to the arena to sit for probably 15 fucking minutes and then do the match again or a, a, another match. You know, and put it all out there on the line. I mean, they double double shows in one night. That's how good the shield was, you know. Then you had the betrayal. When you had the shield betrayal, the interesting thing was Roman really rose to the top. Roman and Dean both were these like fledgling up and coming baby faces, and they, uh, everything looks possible. Roman should have won that one rumble. He didn't. And that was before the shield actually broke up, though. But he should have won the one Rumble. Instead, they gave it to... It was like fucking Batista or something, I think. Batista came back. He's going into WrestleMania 30, I think. 31, maybe. I don't remember. Anyways, Reign should have won then. He doesn't win, okay? And the next year, the year that Reigns does win, Daniel Bryan is the one everybody wants to win, so Reigns doesn't get the moment. He gets booed. He gets the moment, but he doesn't get to actually revel in it. No one wants him as the winner of the of the rumble because essentially winning the rumble at this point you almost are guaranteed to be like the next to be in line to become champion you're going to be crowned champion more than likely so reigns gets his title shot with lesnar again reigns wins the cha- has a chance to win the championship they give the moment to rollins who cashes in his money in the bank and wins his championship at WrestleMania and gets the moment. He's so fucking hot and over at that point that Reigns, again, doesn't get the moment. So, okay, it's fucking seeing a trend here, right? So then Reigns gets the, eventually gets the universal gold, and he still gets booed constantly. They don't want him as champ. They don't want to see Roman Reigns as champion. You know, he got his moment this year at WrestleMania, and they still don't want him as champ. And so what do they do? They're like, oh, shit, better put the Shield back together. Shield's back together, and they're cheering Roman again. So he's up, up, up. He's getting back. Now he's got the, he has the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins has the Intercontinental Championship. And the Shield is hot stock going up. And what happens? This shit happens with Roman. And again, he doesn't get the moment. This guy literally has had his moment taken away from him at every turn. Every time he should have been ultimately cheered and great. I mean, for the he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Let's not forget that. And the crowd on Monday Night Raw chanted literally, Fuck you, Roman. Fuck you, Roman. I mean, that's crazy that a professional wrestler in the modern era endured that. Stone Cold didn't get a fuck you, Stone Cold. The Rock didn't get a fuck you, Rock. That's some extreme shit, man. People really don't like Roman. So now here's where things get fucking weird because Roman is a hateable professional athlete character, right? But the guy Joe, the guy who really is Roman Reigns, right? Uh, Joe Anoya, or I, 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 
I, I fucking suck at saying Hawaiian names. I'm so sorry. Or Samoan names. I'm the fucking worst. Don't hate me. Please don't. Seriously. But here's what I'm saying. He has this kind of... He has this air about him that everything's going to always be okay. And so then when you learn that after all these moments have been taken away from him, he doesn't care because he's at least getting to have moments, right? Is the is the kind of what it boils down to. He's lived with leukemia. He, he you know, that's crazy. And, uh, and survived it. 